Welcome, Saltcasters, to Saltcast Plus Long Overdue Episode 5. Today we're going to be talking about what we uh, talked, we're going to touch on a little bit of what we talked about last episode, and we're also going to talk about what's been going on with my tanks. So let's get started. On the Saturday, the 13th, BuckeyeReef.com is putting on what is hoped to be the largest marine expo held in Ohio ever. Um, that's what they expect. Um, they've put a lot of hard work into it. Um, we listened to Jesse uh, last episode, and he told us how much work that he puts into things. Um, but he's a modest person, and he puts in a lot of work. Things that I would have never thought of doing myself, he does. He goes above and beyond, so you can expect a wonderful expo. Um, they're going to have all kinds of corals. From right now, it looks like there's going to be corals, clownfish, invertebrates of all kinds. There's going to be uh, a $37 box salt. This is ocean. Um, uh, the oh, I can't think. The orange box reef crystals, thirty-seven dollars for a two hundred pound, bo uh, two hundred gallon box. You're talking cheap, 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 cheap. First come, first serve. Um, you're talking about having uh, saltwater smarts give a, a talk that I think everyone in this hobby would love to hear about technology and our reef tanks, how they coincide to today. Um, the speaker starts at 11 a.m. The expo starts at noon. Um, that is February 13th, 2016. Uh, get there early, get you some seats. There's a possibility that there's going to be, a, at when the speaker starts, that it's going to be standing room only. We hope that we uh, provide enough uh, accommodations, um, but right now, the way it looks, there's not going to be seats um, at, at, at the start of the, uh, the speaker, and there's probably uh, it's going to be a huge crowd, a huge turnout. Um, so if you're interested in more information, go to BuckeyeReef.com and just do a search of Expo. All right, well, now let's talk about me, because this is my podcast, right? <clears throat> Um, I'm coming off of a cold, so if I have to cough and or anything, just bear with me. I apologize. I'll try to edit it all out, but if I don't get it all, I apologize. I have, well, I'm looking at a very sad starfish right now, chocolate chip starfish. He does not look happy at all. Um, we've talked about this algae that I had, and I swore up and down that I had green wire algae. It is an algae <laughs> that is persistent and sometimes as persistent as what I turned out to have. I don't know if I was in denial. Um, I didn't want to listen to people. Several people says, Joe, you've got biopsis. And I says, no, it's green wire algae. Don't. I already looked at it. I looked at it through a microscope or not um, uh, yeah micros microscope 
all this stuff. I did all this stuff, and I thought I had it pinned down. Well, turns out that I was wrong. I don't know. Sometimes we lie to ourselves. And there's a point in time where we have to be honest with ourselves. If our tank is not doing well, we have got to make adjustments if we want to have a successful tank. So, I had that in a 40-gallon breeder, along with the sexy shrimp tank, the 5-gallon uh, Pico-ish tank on my desk. And a little bit in the 29-gallon tank, but not, it wasn't bad. So, I had to admit to myself that there was a problem that we changed and realized that even with all this change and progression, I was going to lose livestock. I was going to have to do a lot of work. I was going to possibly lose the, the way I had my rock that I liked so much. And... I had to get rid of livestock in order to accommodate the change, but I also was going to lose livestock. I had snails that had were covered in bryopsis, and I wanted to be diligent in the process, so I had to I had to get rid of them. Um, it, it sucks. I hated it, but it's just it's just the nature of the beast sometimes. Which I have been so careful when I set this tank up. No cord, um, just nothing out of the ordinary. I just, I didn't want to bring any corals. I thought no corals, no problems. Well, that's not the case. So my whole tone has changed. Um, I have now, I, so here's what I did. In the 29, I started with it because <clears throat> it was the least problem. All the rock that I seen um, bryopsis on or and continue to do this today I pull out of the tank briefly and I I have a propane torch um, one of those handheld ones and I burn any spot that I have just the spots that I see the bryopsis in now remember that you're talking about marine life and all the deadly things we know um, polytoxins and we can if you burn things or get things too hot stuff can be released now I don't have any zoas in there no polys but when you start burning things like marine life of any kind it's not just marine life even stuff anything you burn stuff it changes the chemical process and then you can breathe that in so you have to be careful so you take it to the wind take it by a wind I got a window without a screen hanging out the window you burn it I mean I'm careful but that's that's what I do, um, and I put it right back in the tank. I try not to have it out very long at all. Um, I just don't want the rock dripping all over my carpet, so I go through this process. Um, so that's what I'm doing in the 29, and I have yet. I have, it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen anything. I'm still going to continue to look out. I'm still going to continue to do that anytime, and that's the thing. And that's the key. If you see a problem. One little problem is not, is not a big problem, but you let that little problem go, it can become a big problem, and it can hinder um, how you feel about your tank. It can hinder your livestock. It can hinder your whole outlook on the hobby. And so you have to be proactive. 
So if you see a little patch of algae that you're not sure, or maybe you see you've got bryopsis, don't freak out. Pull that one rock out. I don't, I know, I hate pulling rock out of my tank. I see on, on forums, people hate pulling rocks out of their tank. This is my base rock. This is this rock is in a perfect spot. But if you let that go, you're either going to be out of the hobby or you're going to have to do it anyway. So might as well just buck down and pull that, make arrangements to pull that out. I hate it too. Trust me, I hate it too. But pull that rock out and deal with the issue. Um, if it's Aptasia and you see one, get you some. Aptasia X, get you some whatever, lemon juice or talc paste, super glue, whatever your method is. I'm not going to pick a method for you. Deal with it. No more. Because if you let that one go, even if you don't touch it, it's going to multiply. If you don't have something, it's going to irritate it. It's going to multiply. Even if you have something that eats it, it's going to irritate it till it, it starts multiplying anyways because it... If it's the one, only one in the tank, it's not going to have anything to eat. So, I mean, that's just common sense. The um, So deal with things right when you see the problem. Um, maybe not the same day, but at least the same week. You know, deal with it. Make Set a time. Okay, I see there's a problem here. Sunday at 1 o'clock, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do this. I'm going to deal with the problem. I'm not going to have to and stop the issue right now. Um, you just that's just what you have to do. Um, so that's what I did. I, so what I did, I realized I had a problem. I had to do something because I, I wasn't dealing with it. It was nasty looking. There's videos. There's pictures on Buckeye Reef. There's videos on YouTube. Um, it was nasty. And I had this marine biosystems reactor that was actually doing a heck of a job at cutting back and turning that algae white. It was turning it white. It was killing it. And it, it was doing a heck of a job because bryopsis can live in super low nutrient water. Well, that's true. And so if I'm killing bryopsis, guess what? All my nems started to turn real, real light. Everything, and it was pretty, but you know it was having an effect on, on my anemones because uh, they like clean water. Things like clean water, the inverts like clean water, but they don't, they can't, if it's stripped and sterile, it, that's not, you know, that's not a good thing either. So, um, So it was it was cutting it, but it wasn't getting it. It wasn't going to fully kill off all the spryopsis. So I'll give credit here. Um, he's not a sponsor of the podcast. You are going to hear him in a future episode, um, probably in the month of March or later on this month. Um, but Brian at LazysFragHouse.com helped me to have the, I don't know, give me the knowledge or the boost, along with Jesse. It's Jesse's fault that I have what I have now. Um, 
but uh, but Brian kind of gave me the boost and the ideas and kind of helped me through the process. So a big shout out to Brian at Lazy's Frag House. Um, he says, you got to pull all that rock and you got to kill everything. So here's what I did. Don't judge me. I pulled all the rock out. Even my base rock. No, I'm just teasing. I pulled all that rock out and I put it in a tub and I filled that tub with 15 gallons of water. Yeah, 15 gallons of water. 15 gallons of water. And I poured a gallon of muriatic acid in that. This is just the rock. I pulled all the rock out of the sump, out of the tank, everything. The sand um, and everything else, the skimmer, everything stayed. Just the rock. I pulled just the rock out. Got it soaking. I let that soak overnight. So while that was soaking overnight, when I got that all mixed up and it was bubbling and nasty, and you can see pictures of that under Joe's yet-to-be-named 40 breeder um, and under members' tanks at BuckeyeReef.com. Um, it was nasty. It immediately started foaming and nasty stuff. So, um, But it was killing off not just the bryopsis, all my pods, all my everything, all my my the uh, denutrifying bacteria, every good thing that we want in the tank going. So when I come in here, I can't take any chances. I've got all this good power head, skimmer, and even my biopellet reactor, everything. If I reuse anything without properly sterilizing it, I'm going to have an issue, big problem. So, what I done was I poured two cups of bleach in the tank and let it run without the rock. Um, I didn't change the water, just left the water in it, but two cups of bleach in the tank. Let it run. That sterilizes everything. Let it run overnight. Actually, I think I let, let, let it run two days. But let it run, let it run, let it run. And then I took all my, and then I rinsed. I took all my sand out at that point um, and filled it with, or I drained it, took all the sand out, filled it with fresh water, let it run for a few hours, drained it, filled it up with fresh water, let it run for a few hours, drained it, filled it up again, put um, prime in it, and let it run overnight. And then I drained it again and filled it up with salt water um, to the proper salinity. I, I'm at 1.025 is what I carry mine at. Some people are 0.026, some people 0.023, but I keep mine at 0.25. That's just how I roll. Um, so I filled it up, and now I have, I, I, I took the anemones, um, some of my snails, because, and some, and a little bit of live rock, and I put it in the, um, in the quarantine system. Now the reason why I put the live rock in there was because I had some anemones, some rock anemones, and some things that wasn't wanting to come loose. So I thought, well, this gives me some time to play with. So I put it in the quarantine system with some rock and that some of that rock. Now, some of that rock went in the trash, some of that rock I later bleached, primed, 
and it will slowly trickle back into the system because rock is a precious commodity in this, in this uh, hobby. So anyways, I now have the issue with cycling the tank. So I put new sand. I use a Sutri sand. Uh, I have this thing where I can't reuse sand. I, I just, I can't let myself do it. I loved my old sand, didn't have a thing wrong with the old sand. But in my mind, I can't, I just can't reuse sand. I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just, I can't do it. I don't do it. So I got new sand, and actually I like this better than my old sand now. It's got some really, really big pieces of, of it's got pieces of coral in it. And I know you think I'm crazy, but it's actually got chunks of coral in it. It's got chunks of shells in it, busted up shells. It's just, it's, and it's got sand in it too. So it's really cool. I really like it. I got my aquascape put back in, and I raised the temperature of the tank. It got finally got it up to ninety four point I think eight degrees, and I used Doctor Tim's water roller, and I always thought that stuff like that was snake oil. Yeah, you know it's um, it might work for a couple people, but long term it can have problems. And so, but I I I wanted my livestock back. I wanted the forty breeder back up and running. I Want this quarantine system in my bedroom right beside my bed is the only place I have to put it, and it, it's loud and the lights on the LEDs. There's a blue light that glows all the time and it shines right in my eye when I try to sleep, and it just it drives me nuts. So I wanted this thing back up and running immediately. Um, 94 degrees that helps with that bacteria. I got a really nice bloom of bacteria. You would think you couldn't see you could see the rock and you could but it was like fog. And that was that was that bacteria bloom. Um I had the tank cycled completely. I had my ammonia site uh, spike and it really even my spike only got up to one ppm. Um had my ammonia spike, it come down to zero. I added some um, ammonia, ammonia chloride, up, took it up to 3 ppm, and 24 hours it was down to um, 0.5 p ppm. So I let it go for a couple more days, dosed again the next day within 20. The idea is your tank is cycled when it can consume three parts per million of ammonia within a 24 hour period. You have to check if you dose at 6 p.m., you need to check it at 6 p.m. the next day. So, you, I mean, you know, it, within, it doesn't have to be exact to the second, but you need to check it within a couple of days. You need to get close to 24 hours as possible. So, that's what I did. And so, after that, I got my, I uh, come back with a zero reading. I'm ready to go. So, I added a few snails. Um, and uh, brought in, what did I bring else when I did bring in? Oh, I brought in a piece of coral that Brian had given me. And again, I, I went against all natural thinking that I just put it in a tank because I we, I still wanted to build some fauna of some, some microfauna of some sort. And I'm going to do that over the course of this tank. 
Um, what I want to do is examine the tank and take a piece of something out of it, whether it's a little scoop of sand or a rock, and I want to keep adding to my uh, to my microfauna because every tank has it's going to have different fauna in it. It's going to have different bacteria. It's going to have different things in it. So, you know, when you build an ecosystem with in this little glass box and the more things in your ecosystem, the better, right? The more things that are cleaning up and destroying the ammonia and converting nitrates or whatever. All that technical jargon that we all act like we understand, but only half of us do. Um, half of you do, because I don't understand it all. Um, so, I need to quit saying um, don't I? I drive myself crazy. Um, um, um. Anyways. So I did that. I, I got zero ppm on my ammonia. And I, I let it go for a couple of days after adding the, the, the snails and this coral. And this coral is awesome. I am not, this this coral is sort of written off as, as junk coral. And I love it. That's going to come soon. I'm going to talk about it soon. But I'm going to, it's not rare, but it's not common either. And I would venture to say that only 40% of people actually know what it is. So anyway, I um, waited a couple days after that. I slowly started adding things back to the tank. I now have everything back to the tank. It's been back in the tank for a week or so now. And I lost an anemone. Um, I knew I was going, I was risking it. I have this. I have a thing where you don't put an enemy in your tank until it's six months old. Yes, it's a cycle tank. It's a cycle tank, but it's not a mature tank. Um, so the, the when you put in an enemy in your tank, you have to expect, or you have to watch it closely. And if it starts showing signs of stress or dying, you have to pull it out. So I had one. It died. I didn't get to it as fast as I would hoped because I didn't. I was busy for a day. Um, so I just ran some car I'm running some carbon now just to make sure that there's no ill effects. Um, everything else looks good, except for my chocolate chip starfish. Some within 24 hours of putting it in there, it doesn't it hasn't looked happy. So I don't know if it's just don't have enough to eat. Um, I've been trying to feed it. Um, but it just it doesn't seem to want to eat the algae and the stuff that I have. Um, hey, you know what I just thought of, though? Larry at LRS posted a, a thing up about sticking it. Now, I might take a piece of that of his food and stick it to that, that to the glass. If you take a piece of uh, LRS, Larry Vries friends, if you, um, if you stick it, you can, it sticks to the glass. You don't have to put anything on it. You just Kind of put it, push it to the glass, give it a little wiggle, and it just stays. He's on the glass right now. When I'm done recording this, I'm going to go get a piece and actually do that. Brainstorm. ADD. Do I have ADD? I do. I admit it. I have. Huh? No, just kidding. Um, so, he's not looking happy, but that's the, that's the ill effects. Remember, um, Earlier, I said we're going to have to make sacrifices. I, 
hate making sacrifices when it comes to livestock. I don't believe in having livestock that you know that you're not going to be able to have. But in this situation, it was one of two choices. And I posted all my stuff up for sale. I was going to sell out. But nobody, you know, but one, I, I overpriced it. I, I, I wanted to sell out, but I didn't. So that's what you do when you want to sell out, but you don't. You post everything and you put a little bit high price on it. Well, I was hoping that somebody would come back and say, oh, you want a grand for your system? I'll give you 800 bucks. And I would have sold it. Um, and nobody did that. Nobody wanted me to quit. So I didn't really want to quit. I do, but I don't. I still do. I don't. I want to go do things, and but I want my thing. So I'm torn. I'm, I'm one of those people that can't be satisfied, I guess. So here we're to the point. Um, now everything's looking okay. I haven't. I got. I had a little bit of a diatom outbreak, but I want to see something. I want to see an algae outbreak, or I want to see something happen. I'm not seeing that. So it might be time to go pick up some more fauna and add to it. Um, it could be just as easy as just picking up a. A, a little rock out of somebody's tank, but I'm going to make sure they don't have anything in their tank that can get into my tank. So, um, and that's hard to do. But uh, if you have a problem like we talked about earlier, so I want to take a piece of rock out of um, Billy Bob's tank. Now, Billy Bob don't have any problems that you can see or that he really realizes at the moment. You take a piece of rock the size of a 50 cent piece out of his tank and you put it in your tank and then in two weeks Billy Bob sees hey I've got some bubble algae or bryopsis or I've got acro eating flatworms what you do then is you go back there's nothing there's no sense in pulling the rock out of the tank damage is done you go back to your tank and you inspect it on a regular basis, every day, twice a day, three times a day, as often as you can. Have all your family members looking around. When I have my girls look at stuff, when I'm looking for something, I say I have all the girls in here because the more eyes you have on something, the better. So I have all the girls, and it just gives me an opportunity to be with the girls too. So, But I have look around. Look at the rocks. Do you see this? Do you see that? Are you noticing anything different? And it's like an I spy game to them. So get as many eyes on it. And if you see the problem, if you see a little piece of bubble algae, if you see a little piece of algae, even if you don't, say you don't even know what it is, you cannot really identify. You need to get it out of the tank and deal with it. If you deal with problems when they're small, you will be successful. Most successful tanks my alk is a little bit out of whack. Okay, I deal with it. My calcium is a little high. I cut back on my dosing to a really fine point instead of cutting it out and then trying to deal with it. So you deal with it with it's a little teeny tiny problem and it won't escalate into a huge problem. Alright, well, that's where we're at today. Oh, no, that's not where we're at today. There's but wait, there's more. 
So I cycled my tank. When I cycled the tank, I put extra sand in it. I put extra rock in it. So I could cycle the five gallon. So I had that cycled. I took, or I took all the rock. I, I buffed it up, but I, I used a buffing wheel that where you use the side instead of the flat. And I've got stripes in it. Now I took out all those, all the, um, all the scratches. It was, it was heavily scratched, but I got some stripes. I, I can live with it. Um, I'm already thinking about going a little bit bigger for this tank anyway. So, um, I'll probably have one made at some point. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't know. Um, I'm just kind of living with it. So I took my rock, put, took my sand, the cycle, I put everything back together. My temp's been running a little high. I don't really understand that. Um, I don't know if my heater needs. I turned it down. Um, but it's 80, so I'm not going to kick about it too much. I've been keeping a real close eye on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, I've been, with this tank, I've been doing nightly. Uh, it's not quite a gallon like three quarters of a gallon water change um, basically I took a Gatorade uh, one of those big Gatorade bottles and I got the top cut off and so it might even be a half gallon but I do four of those it's four scoops out and I pour it into the um, 40 breeder because it's like six foot less than six foot from each other four four cups in the uh, four scoops into the 40 breeder I take four scoops out of the 40 breeder and put it back. So, um, I, I keep, I'm trying to keep it clean that way. I also have, I also have um, some macroalgae in there, or some uh, catamorpha in there. And uh, it's, it's looking pretty good, pretty healthy too, so. Um, that's how I keep this monitor, uh, maintained. Um, it worked before, but now I have coral in it. So, um, it has turned into a little mini SPS tank, actually. I do have some, uh, Goniopora in there, but, um, I have two sticks of acro in there also. So, um... We'll see how that goes. I'm not going to get too crazy with it. I'm slowly adding things and playing with it. See if it's going to work out before I actually do anything. Um, I just don't want any problems. So I'm taking it slow. Um, I did add a yellow tang to the 40 breeder. That's the only other fish that I added. Um, so now I'm down to six nims in that tank because I took a couple of nims and put them in the back in the 29. Um, and the nim anemone that I lost, I had when it was in quarantine, to put them in quarantine, I had a split. And so the one that I lost was the split. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm out, but at the same time, um, I'm just back to where I started when I, when I, uh, when I moved everything less the snails and the polyps and all my good stuff. Um, all right, well, uh, that has 
we'll wrap this episode up. I will, no promises, but we'll try to be more diligent in, uh, in putting out these episodes. Um, sometimes I just don't have enough, I don't have the confidence maybe, or I don't know. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to bore you guys, but it's, I think it's fun. I enjoy it. And, uh, but I will continue doing it, um, as regularly as I can. I love the apex. I seen something floating around in the tank and because I'm doing this and my ADD won't let me just leave it float. So I shut everything down so I can get to it and see where it fell and I can get to it. Um, I think it's just a piece of algae from the cliff. So I didn't want to just float willy-nilly in the tank. So anyways, um, that wraps this episode up. I hope to see everyone at the uh, Reef or the uh, Marine Expo uh, uh, that Buckeye Reef is putting on on the 13th, which is this Saturday. Um, I will be there to help set up Friday night. We'll also be there Saturday. And um, if I don't see you then, I'll see you in the next episode. Until then, stay salty. And always remember, you can contact me on saltcastplus at gmail.com if you have any ideas or special requests. Thanks again.